Hello and welcome to this IBR Extra, a podcast from the Iowa Business Report. I'm Jeff Stein. In the 17th edition of our program, which aired during the fourth weekend of April 2020, we talked about the Federal Paycheck Protection Program, which was designed to allow small businesses to keep employees on staff despite the global pandemic, loans that could be forgiven if certain qualifications were met. The original $350 million fund was quickly exhausted. On Friday, April 24th, President Trump signed legislation passed by Congress adding a similar sum to the fund. The way to access the money is through a loan typically facilitated through an Iowa bank. John Sorensen is president and CEO of the Iowa Bankers Association. We spoke via Zoom just after the original pool of money was exhausted and before the new infusion of funds was approved. As we are talking around the middle of the day on Thursday, the Paycheck Protection Program has run out of money. Something about 14 years' worth of loans was processed by SBA in 14 days, something along that line. Talk about how that has worked with regard to Iowa's banks and their role in all of this. Yeah, thank you, uh, Jeff, for having me on today. Uh, yeah, it's it's been a pretty amazing uh, seven days. Uh, our industry early on uh, recognized that because we're so inextricably tied to our small businesses on Main Street, we, we needed to work as hard and diligently as we could to get these dollars to them as quickly as possible. We believe that was the intent of Congress. And we, need, we believe that was the best uh, in the best interests of our small business customers. I will tell you, Jeff, it was not without challenges. I mean, this was, a, as you mentioned, this is a, 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 a portal or a pipeline that, that is used to uh, putting about $30 billion of, of SBA loans uh, out every year. That's annually. Um, we've we've now uh, uh, had approvals for $350 billion of loans. And in Iowa alone, over 22,000 loans to small businesses uh, were approved, uh, totaling about $3.7 billion. And if you think about that, now what's the purpose of the, of the Paycheck Protection Program? It's to project it's to protect jobs for, for individuals and for Iowans. And our estimate is somewhere in the range of 350,000 uh, jobs that were retained uh, as a, uh, uh, thanks to this uh, program. We obviously can't take the credit. Um, this, this was a program that was designed by our, our members of Congress, um, but banks played a key role in making sure it worked. When we look at the number of jobs protected, I mean, this is a, a fantastic amount of loans, a tremendous amount of dollars, but as you really button it down, how many jobs may have been saved in our state alone through the loans processed by Iowa banks? Yeah, uh, so we're, we're estimating about 350,000 uh, jobs various industries. Um, th this program seemed to work better for some of our small businesses than it did for others. Uh, Self-employed, sole proprietorships came in towards the end of the program, and, and, and that became a little more difficult for technical reasons, I, I guess, in, in trying to determine you know, the, the amount of the benefit that they would have under the Paycheck Protection Plan. 
It works well for a business that has a payroll, you know, with a number of employees. Uh, it's a little, it's like, uh, you know, putting a square peg into, into a round hole for some of these other enterprises, uh, sole proprietorships, limited liability companies, farmers uh, were also uh, able to participate. And, and that's where uh, part of the difficulty our, our community banks had in delivering this is one, early on, there were glitches in the SBA portal. So, there, so their systems made it difficult to maintain, get and maintain access. And then also the guidance that came out on this program was, was slowly released. So we were operating and, 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 and taking these applications uh, in many cases without clear guidance on, on the impact of our fin on our financial institutions. So kudos uh, to Iowa banks for stepping up, recognizing the importance of this program to getting our small businesses, if not back on their feet, at least give them a little breathing room uh, so as we hopefully move forward and uh, eventually get the, the the economy back open, uh, that they're going to be in a position to do so. I know as a sole proprietor with an LLC, I have lost income because of seminars I was to deliver, speaking opportunities that we had to cancel, but it just seemed hard to quantify. I could tell you about four different ones, but they might come back later in the year if we're able to open up. And so to me, it wasn't worth, from a personal standpoint, investing the time and resources because it just wasn't my whole lifestyle, my whole income. But certainly if you're a three-person barbershop and you have a payroll to meet, or if you can show me an appointment book, and the number of clients you normally service in a week, that's the quantification that was necessary, correct, in order for these loans to be approved to really show demonstrable loss? Yeah, I mean, it, really, the uh, program was written in such a way that if, if you were impacted by the pandemic you and, and you had less than 500 employees, and, and there's a few other industry categories that allowed you to go above that if you fell into one of these other uh, industry categories under the Small Business Administration definition, um, you could apply. Um, and, and I think if, if you looked at the spectrum of businesses that applied, they were impacted in different ways. But it's hard, it's hard to say that there isn't any business in Iowa that wasn't impacted in some way by essentially putting the economy on ice for a month. Um, and, and, and I think that's the, the real question. One of the challenges we had for bars and, and, and uh, restaurants who, who were ordered to close down, um, who wanted to participate in this program, but it, it was difficult because um, they would have been better off waiting till uh, the end of the covered period, which goes through June 30th, uh, to, to, to receive their loan. Because once you receive the loan, you have to make sure you keep people on the payroll for eight weeks. If you do that for eight weeks, then the loan can be forgiven uh, for, for those payroll costs during that eight-week time period and for uh, what I call occup occupancy costs, uh, like rent, interest on your mortgage, uh, utilities, and those types of things. Um, but for those businesses who aren't sure when they'll re reopen, you know, those consumer-facing facing businesses that aren't sure where, when they reopen, it would have been better for them to be able to wait to become a part of this program 
uh, to to when the governor says, okay, everyone can go back and and start uh, you know operating in some form or fashion. And, and at that point, they would rehire their their employees and keep them on for a longer, you know, hopefully indefinitely. So, um, you know, imperfect, certainly, but um, we I, I can't thank Congress enough for uh, putting this program together, helping us support our Main Street communities. And it's very important that, that we have additional appropriations made because, as you mentioned, Jeff, the funding ran out last night. Um, we have... Uh, applications in the queue, thousands of applications in the queue, who deserve these this support as much as anyone else. So we're we're lobbying uh, our, our members of Congress to move forward on additional funding. Anyone who has sought financing from a financial institution knows that you don't just simply walk in, smile, and say, "I'd like X thousand dollars." There's a process because banks have to have the liquidity in order to service those loans also pay interest to deposit holders, et cetera. And so we know there's a lot of material you have to bring to the table. That was certainly no different when you have the government overseeing all of this, an SBA program. Uh, In many situations, it's more paperwork. So it really was a challenge to turn all of this around in such a short period of time what sort of stressors did that place on the normal operations of your members or on the banking system as a whole? Uh, that's a very good question, Jeff. Um, and you mentioned probably the more more significant one early on, and that's just liquidity. You know, as a bank, you know, you have you're funded through core deposits and then some wholesale uh, funds as well. But if uh, you know, I, I know many of our banks. Um, added another 20% to their loan loan portfolio by making these loans. Mm. And in doing that, then, you, you know, your funding doesn't keep up with the requirements. So that can create some stress on the balance sheets of, of our, of our banks. The way, the way uh, Congress and, and really our federal reserve bank, our central bank uh, address that is they've created a new facility within the fed that will advance funds to the bank and then the bank will be able to uh, provide these uh, payroll protected uh, paycheck protection loans as collateral and and that that was a godsend jeff that that is something that allowed our banks to then pledge those loans and get additional funding to make more loans back into their communities so uh, very important the other challenge we had again the the sba system has a lot of uh, a red tape, I would call it, requirements so that uh, if the banks don't meet those requirements, the, the 100% guarantee, which is on these loans, um, could be could be taken away if you're not following their guidelines. That's why it was an interesting, interesting scenario for our banks without having clear guidance as they began this program uh, to not know whether or not they're doing, checking all the boxes they needed to in order to keep the guarantee on the loan. So it, these are challenges that our industry faced and may not necessarily impact as we think about our small businesses. But um, to me, the most amazing part was I, I can tell you, I got calls all weekend. I got calls at all hours of the evening from our bankers who were out uh, working with their small business customers to get this these delivered uh, as quickly as possible. And and, and that's, that's really uh, uh, quite an accomplishment on their part. And it also brings up the point that 
there was a finite amount of dollars. It's now extinguished. There may be more, but there isn't more. And so it was pointed out it's first come, first served. And if you weren't ready and if you weren't proactive, to your earlier comment, you're now one of the thousands in the queue. It's good to be in the queue as opposed to not, having not even started it, but there's no guarantee there will be any additional money. Yeah, no, that that's what we created, created a lot of the anxiety was the unknown whether or not there would be additional funding. Now, we've been we've been given assurances that this will likely happen. Um, you never know. We're dealing with Congress here, but um, uh, the negotiations continue. And uh, we we are hopeful that by early next week, there will be additional funding and, and our banks will be ready again to move forward and and uh, continue to uh, support their small businesses. Let me ask you finally, we've been focused during this conversation, understandably, on the SBA program, but for someone who is uh, a home mortgage holder dealing with one of your banks, for those who have other businesses to where they just didn't think the SBA program fit for whatever reason, uh, what opportunities are there or what challenges, perhaps more appropriately stated, what challenges are there for your members in helping all aspects of the community beyond small business? Sure. Uh, so our banks, uh, we're working with both their consumers and their small business customers and their agricultural customers well before the CARES Act was passed. Um, it's, it's what you do when, when, when you have a crisis of this type. We've, it's not like we haven't been through, you know, whether it's the ag crisis or the financial crisis or other things. Um, and the good part about Iowa banks is all the banks chartered in Iowa are, are community banks who know their customers very well. So they've been proactive. You know, they're they're offering fee fee waivers. They're looking to restructure some loans. Uh, they're they're doing the things they need to do to help their borrowers weather uh, a, a circumstance that they played no part in. Um, so um, those are all very important. From I, I can tell you from a mortgage. You mentioned uh, homeowners and mortgages. Um, there is a, a forbearance period now for those who have uh, federally backed loans uh, through FHA, VA, uh, or they're uh, guaranteed through uh, or insured through Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac. Um, so I think it's important for everyone who uh, is impacted by COVID in some way, contact your loan servicer, your lender, and find out what is available to you through, uh, through your contact. Thank you so much for taking the time to talk about all of this. It is, again, as we have said, and I'm tired of using the phrase uncharted waters, but that is the phrase. And there's another phrase that we use all the time. We're all in this together, which sounds trite, but realistically, it is going to require all components of society working together in order to get out of this uh, with any semblance of how we were before. Yeah, I think that's right, Jeff. Iowans have, have had a long history of working together through through challenges, uh, this is this is going to be no different. We have every intention of of coming out of this stronger uh, than we than we went in, and uh, we we hope to support uh, our customers in in handling it in the same manner. John, thank you so much. Stay healthy, and we'll talk again soon. All right, you too, Jeff. Thank you. 
John Sorensen is president and CEO of the Iowa Bankers Association. We spoke via Zoom just after the original pool of PPP money was exhausted, and as we now know, more funding is in place to take care of the backlog we discussed in that interview and perhaps help additional businesses. More information about the Iowa Bankers Association may be found online at iowabankers.com. The Iowa Association of Business and Industry is a supporter of the Iowa Business Report radio program and podcast. The Iowa Business Report airs weekly on dozens of radio stations across the state of Iowa, with the podcast posted right here every week, along with additional IBR extras. I'm Jeff Stein for the Iowa Business Report.